Hi, I'm Dr. Steve Rule. Today we're going to do something that is my favorite show yet. If you don't know about it, too bad. Get the hell off the show now. Only cool guys. Pete's Day also is be fun because they're fun. Let's check it out. In five, four, three, two. Extreme close up! Remember at the beginning of Home Alone when the kid walks in to Home Alone's house and he's like, hey, Home Alone, you got Pepsi for me? And he's like, here you go. Yeah. And that he's like, I uh, can't wait to see you in Paris tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hope I don't get left here in my Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part of the movie. <laughs> home Alone was a good classic film from the year 1990. 1990. Um, yeah. 1990. And then Home Alone 2 was 1992. 1992, and I remember that because yeah. they both have two. Exactly. That's a very good way to remember it. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Speaking of um, things being passable, welcome back to the Radcast, everybody. We are not Home Alone. We I'm actually, waving right now. Yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're waving at a video camera that I don't see. Um, but that's that's mainly waving in the air. Well, that's how that's usually how you film me sleeping anyway. So yeah. it's video cameras I don't see. Mm-hmm. I see the footage though. Well, some of the footage is just me looking at the video camera. Well, that's and yep, <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that. Oh, do you? I think it was a deleted scene. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, okay. Whatever deleted scene to what? Anyway, welcome to the Radcast, everybody. Uh, this is going on way too long. We meant for it to be like you know. Bing, bang, boom, let's get to the segment and then get That's to our interview. That's never how it works. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. And you said something about a deleted scene that reminds yeah. me of something. Yeah, so on today's episode, real quick, um, just kind of some boilerplate stuff here. Real quick, on today's episode, we have uh, returning guest Jeremy Weed is going to be back with us to continue kind right. of our our uh, our look into 90s sports. So we're going to be talking about 90s football <laughs> with Jeremy. Uh, let's hit those socials real quick before we get into okay. what you referenced. All right, so if you want to find us on Instagram, uh, go find us. We're at the Radcast. That's K spelled with, or that's Cast, I should say, spelled with the K. You'll find our cool little sunglasses logo. Uh, if you go on Twitter, we are at T Radcast. So T for the, and again, Cast with a K. Um, the Rad, so Radcast is one word. Uh, and we are on Facebook, so go follow us or go give us a like on Facebook. Go on Spotify, give us a follow, download on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbay. Uh, Podcoin, I think, is one as well. I think if you go listen to us uh, on Podcoin, I think you can get some coin. Don't quote me on that. But uh, pretty much any major podcast platform, you can go find us. Yes. So, yeah, go check us out. Again, go give us a follow and a like. Uh, leave a, Give us a review. Mm-hmm. Again, Five-star reviews, yeah, please. It's not for our pride or anything. It's not for our egos. It's, uh, it's just it's a numbers and algorithm thing. So we don't know how it works. If we knew how it works, we could try and find a way to where we're not begging for five stars. But that's just how we're going to have to do it. Another thing that we're going to have to do right now is bring attention to some uh, some headline news that's going on in the yeah. world of movies. So for those of you that are fans of the uh, the film, the It films, whether mm-hmm. it's the Tim Curry one or 
maybe the book or, uh, or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> yes. um, or the new one that came out a few years ago. It, uh, it chapter two dropped in theaters the day yeah. that we're recording this. Yeah. So Friday, September 6th. Um, and it's really cool because we actually happened upon a little, uh, morsel or deleted, yeah, deleted scene strange. or something, something deleted from uh, a deleted idea, deleted, I keep saying deleted, an, an, an idea deleted from the, the first movie. Um, and it actually, it, it was kind of out of left field. Yeah. They um, put in enough effort to actually film it. Yeah. So what it is actually is it's a little, uh, it's a storyboard actually. Yeah. So it's mixing the world of the, of it. And then also kind of the world of the nineties, it's, um, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Meet. Pennywise. Yeah. So we actually we we got it into the spirit of the movie being released today. We're gonna play it here for you. So this is Beavis and Butthead meet Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Damn it, butthead, let me see. No way, dude. I found the money to buy this copy of Wet Hooters, so you're gonna wait your turn. Ugh. Damn it, Beavis, you fart knocker. Now what am I gonna look at? Um, wash down the sewer. Beavis, you're gonna get down in the sewer and get it. Hello. Uh, hey. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hello, I'm Pennywise, the clown. <laughs> uh, clowns are kind of lame, dude. Oh, but I'm a dancing clown. Can you do the hammer dance? <laughs> it's hammer time. <laughs> hammer. Hammer. Can I help you do with something? Can you, like, get us our magazine that washed down there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean this? Uh, yeah. Thanks, dude. Like, hand it over. Yeah, give it back. Well, maybe you'd like to come down here. I have much better things down here. Whoa, do you have, like, naked chicks down there? No, but I do. Do you have nachos? No, but I do have cotton candy and popcorn that goes pop, 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 pop. Um, no, thank you. Can you just, like, give us our magazine and we'll be, you know, on our way? Here, take it. Uh... Oh, you don't want it? All right, I guess I'll reach for it. Wait, David, I just realized we could steal one from Stuart's dad. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Pennywise, you can keep it. Pennywise? Maybe we can tell Stuart about this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty good idea. We're going to see boobs. Yeah! <laughs> Well, as uh, fans of lifelong fans of Beavis and Butthead, yes. and then uh, newer fans of the uh, 
of the it films there's a missed opportunity so i don't know if you're gonna get my money yeah but uh but you know what it wasn't a missed opportunity our opportunity to sit down with our good pal jeremy weed once again to uh talk about football in the 90s so that discussion is going to be coming at you when we get back from break so we'll be right back here on the radcast return to the radcast i've got the old man's car i've got, got a jazz, jazz guitar. Guitar. guitar i got a clut i got a tet your little your little run there almost messed me up i, I got, got a tap down no 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 no, no 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 i gotta tap it now i lost the melody <laughs> and i'm never gonna get to sing with billy joel Oops, sorry. That's the reason. Also, I uh, I just remembered I was I I was I started singing that and forgot that you're wearing a Billy Joel shirt. Oh, so nice. Well, was, I am. What was it, what was it <laughs> like singing was with one. Billy Joel? Oh, it's great. You're singing uh, with Billy Joel right now. Look, oh, look at his shirt. It's wonderful. You're riding with the kid. <laughs> that's funny. Thank you. East and west of the Rio Grande. <laughs> that's a great song. I love that song. Oh, Is that the ballad song. of Billy Jane? Yes, Billy Jane was not my lover. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> the <laughs> ballad of Billy Jean. Not my love. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if you noticed since coming back from break, listeners, but we have a third voice with us, just like we promised. The old third wheel. Just the like we planned third it. Wheel. Jay Weed. Jeremy yeah, Weed's right. back with us. Uh, for those of you that listened to our Cartoon Voices episode uh, about a month or two ago, Jeremy was on there featured prominently. Thank you. And then he also... Fe- he was a featured player. Yeah. <laughs> and then he also was a... Uh, he caused a lot of trouble in our uh, scores episode with his wife, Jess. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I forgot that I talked rascal. on that. You kept talking. Yeah. We were like, be rascal. quiet. Sorry. But this yeah. time you've been invited to come back Hey, on. so full circle... Uh, yeah. So I took my kids to the Pokemon mm. thing at, at the Science Center tonight. and Here uh, in St. Louis? Here in St. Louis. And Eric Stewart, ah. noted voice actor for Pokemon, yeah. who does the voice of Brock and James oh, of Team cool. Rocket, was yeah. there. So nice. full circle. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't get to meet him or anything, but yeah. I, we sat and listened to him for a few minutes. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but... I got to I got to see a noted voice actor. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And he's cool. like you. You there, boy? What day is it? <laughs> Me? Like, Today? Well, today's Christmas. <laughs> today's Christmas Day. <laughs> like, no, it isn't. You're a loony. Yeah. I'm not the one who thought it was Christmas. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this conversation. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So speaking of conversations, we're speaking of a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So conversations wise, again, we are back here and we're going to be talking about. Football in the 90s. Yeah, so it, it's sort of part of our... We already did baseball in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, we decided that once every five or six or seven episodes, mm-hmm. we'd like to visit 
all the four major sports, but like to visit them and probably the, I think a lot of people would agree the greatest decade. The of major sports. food groups. All the major, all of my them. favorite never foods. <laughs> uh, but like, there's just something about these sports in the nineties. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because they decided to take more chances in terms of marketing. There were more characters. Like I think people just kind of got bored with what we had and they were just kind of going out on a limb with some things. I, you know, I think honestly, it kind of like was the start of pageantry. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you have it now, but you almost have it more and less now, if that makes yeah. sense. Like you have it more over the top, like when it comes to like Super Bowl celebrations mm-hmm. or Super Bowl halftime show is yeah. kind of what I meant to say. And, um, you know, some of the over the top uh, touchdown celebrations yeah. they do in football and yeah. basketball, you know, the basketball a lot of the NBA players after the game will wear those really flamboyant outfits or yeah. crazy stuff. And, right. you know, that that's today. But, like, back then, I think, the th- it, like, they marketed the crap out of everything. Yeah. Like, everything was a product. And, like, the thing, like, we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. But, like, i.e., a great example for football in the 90s, Monday Night Football. Who doesn't know? Oh, yeah. Are you ready yeah. for some football? Let's talk about that like, right yeah. now. If you do not care about football, yeah. almost everybody knows that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think I think all the I think every sport, sort of, at least in the '90s for the four major leagues, I think they all share the same form of marketing in the respect that they didn't take themselves as seriously anymore Mm -hmm. um you were saying how you know nowadays you have characters and you had characters in like the 70s and in the 80s like billy white shoes johnson or you had like the icky shuffle and stuff like that or joe namath or joe namath but they were almost seen as novelties yeah Uh, when you get down to the root of the game it's like okay well let's get the circus act out of here because this Mm -hmm. is a serious game whereas like every sport didn't really take itself so seriously anymore. Like it, em- yeah. it embraced the pageantry. Like yeah. you said, it, it embraced this sort of character in and of itself and its presentation and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and football, especially, which is what we're talking about today. It, ca- it became much more of a product. I right. Think, I think yeah. football kind of led the way. Um, I mean, basketball in the eighties kind of really started ramping up the, the exposure yeah. for the game with some of these, with more kind of like, I guess edgier players, more, mm-hmm. you know, kind of off the wall antics, yeah. you know, yeah. the 70s and 80s, but then it kind of bled its way into all the other major sports, football especially. I mean, well, again, we'll get into it, but just as, well, like, let's get into yeah. it now. So, like, like yeah. starter jackets, yeah. Zubaz, Zubaz. Oh, yeah, so, Zubaz so pants. If you, so, if you think of like the height of sports fashion in the yeah. 90s, it's, it's decorated all throughout football yeah. because yep. you get these companies. Uh, whether it's an upstart or a company like Nike or Reebok, you know, mm-hmm. you start mm-hmm. to see it's all, it's a chain reaction. You see the exposure these players are getting. So it's more, it's marketed. These players are marketed more and more as these salesmen. So you get more and more, um, what am advertising, like, um, advertising spo- and spokespeople, what are merchandising deals? What are, and- um, I'm so stupid that I, for, I'm forgetting, um, <laughs> uh, endorsements. Endorsements. Yeah, 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 so yeah there you go. Golly. That's okay. Based on a Wheaties box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like besides Wheaties, you know, in sports, yeah. what, what was, 
I mean, I guess Wheaties and cigarettes and baseball cards, but like you get Wheaties, <laughs> cigarettes, baseball cards. You know, everything a growing the, boy the needs. The diet in the of a twelve-year-old boy in the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> Wheaties, cigarettes. <laughs> but uh, but but you know, you know, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, yeah. These are these are now they're starting you, to market more things. Yeah, they, yeah. You can start using these athletes yeah. as totems to they, hawk your things. They almost start embracing the theatrics. Now, right? Like, look at look at a pair of Zubaz pants. Oh yeah, they look absurd. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, but stylish. But sty- at the time, it was stylish. <laughs> at the They're time, like, yeah. this is we're taking chances. This is something different. Mm-hmm. You know, same with starter jackets. You have like your team is emblazoned. Is is I think I use that wrong. Your team is like strewn across the mm-hmm. the jacket, and yeah. it's just so it's so big and gaudy mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and. And I think that was just the time in which these sports sort of embraced that sort of over the top, you know, different creative approach. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it's just not slapped across. It's these big two-toned yeah. like jackets, stuff oh, like yeah. that. Well, and yeah. posters too. Like you, gone were the days of just hey, nobody has posters anymore. No, like it's at least maybe it's just because I'm older. But when I was a kid, like not of that, for the, not right. of that. Well, yeah. they don't make posters. So like. Leading up to like the '90s, posters were, you put on your wall were just action shots, yeah. and they started to get a bit more creative. And I said theatrical before, so you had like these posters of Dan Marino with his Dolphins jersey tucked into a pair of Zubaz pants, yeah, in front of a convertible and says "Armed and Dangerous," yeah, yeah. Or, or or Dan Majkowski, yeah, yeah, it says "Magic Man," he's like and a, he's dressed like a really. It's got a sleeveless bad, tuxedo. Yeah, it's yeah. like a really bad kid's yeah. mad and, magician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like just a really weird looking like mullet, like crop top mullet. Yeah. In there. He just, yeah. He's a weird looking guy. It's odd. It's, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, it's a little it, startling. It's a little funny because, you know, <laughs> he, he wasn't a star for very long. No. no, yeah, he was like he had like maybe two good years. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and they also took Kurt Warner, Kurt with a C, little running back Kurt mm-hmm. Warner, not yeah, not not high Hall of Fame Kurt Kurt Warner, uh, bag boy Kurt Warner. Uh, They took the running back Kurt Warner with a C, and he was like wearing like futuristic gear, and it said Blade Runner on it. Yeah, and I was like, who ever heard of Kurt Warner? Probably after this poster was put out, like unless you were a Seattle Seahawks fan. Who bought that Kurt? I guess if you were, yeah, if you were a Seahawks fan or worked at a bar or whatever in Seattle, like who's gonna buy that Kurt Warner one? His parents. Oh, that's yeah. true. Like, my baby space is on Kurt, here. He's like, Blade Runner. They're like, we got enough pictures of him around here. I don't want another one <laughs> saying he's a Blade Runner. We don't need him dressed like the Tin Man. Who cares? There's also dressed those, like the Tin Man. If you listen to our last episode, Trading Cards, they also <laughs> yeah. had Trading Cards. Gridiron. Um, gridiron. Monsters yeah. of the Gridiron. Yeah, yeah. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola put out. Mon- our new sponsor, Coca-Cola, put out uh, <laughs> Monsters of the Gridiron cards where it's, it's these... We we posted them on our Instagram, so go yeah. check them out. It's it's just these weird looking like Derek Thomas is dressed like a cast member from Cats for yeah, some reason, and like Randall Cunningham, it has like weird like Tin Man garb on. Well, they yeah. they take sort of yeah some of them. So like Emmett Smith is like the cowboy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they'll take your a nickname or a team you play on, and they'll probably dress you up according to what that is. But some of them <laughs> are a little strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Ronnie, Ronnie Lott, Lott was the Cobra. Yeah. I was like, was he known as the Cobra? Yeah. He didn't play for the Cobras. He played for the Eagles. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. It's true. It still doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, so, you slice it. But I guess it was a time to do that sort of thing. And that's what made it special is because you didn't see anything like that 
afterwards. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Like, I mean, t- today, I, I mean, if you can go to Walmart, you can go to those, I don't know what you'd call them, like almost call them like those flip book. <laughs> they have all the yeah, posters like the, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. and you can just go through and it's either uh, scantily clad yeah. women, Marvel characters, John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's just it's, John yeah, Cena. John There's C- no other wrestler. Yeah. It's just John Cena. Or like Mickey and Minnie or like something just like a random cartoon, mm-hmm. SpongeBob, something yeah. like that. There's no like football player dressed up in Zubaz pants. Yeah. Or even just a football player just in like, I mean, you couldn't find a just a Randy Moss poster yeah. just of him standing there with a football or something like that's mm-hmm. not like a book fair poster yeah right. like you can't find that anymore think, it's just not even around that's th- a good point yeah i think something too is in not to generalize but from a lot of like football documentaries about these players who came up in the late 80s and in the 90s these flashy players um again not to generalize but just going off of um just what i know about some of these players a lot of them are grew up uh, impoverished African-American kids. So the, yeah. the height of luxury is this flash. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. that they're, you know, so to show off any wealth or luxury, it's flash. So mm-hmm. things, since a lot of these um, upcoming African-American players are starting to become stars in the NFL, mm-hmm. flash is what shows off who they are. Like yeah. it's bring, right. it brings attention to them. And, you know, so you get Dion Sanders, mm-hmm. like neon Dion, one of the flashiest players of all time. Yeah. And you know, they can back it up, but it's like, it's the, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm making yeah. a statement. Here I am. Here's all these flashy things that I put on. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's, no. it's just an explanation and, on why like the nineties really ramped up with, you can call them garish. You can call them kind yeah. of revolting looking thing, but that's why there's all this flash and this pomp yeah. and the circumstance. Yeah. And, and, and it helped that they were sort of in tune mm-hmm. with yeah. the fashion at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they sort of were willing to step outside and it struck a chord with the kids. And you take something like you mentioned Deion Sanders and at Falcons games, you see MC hammer on the sideline. Right. right. Like you didn't see that kind of stuff. And MC hammer would like, like become like he was like their mascot. You see mm-hmm. him in the locker room and stuff like that. So you're starting to integrate sports and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> All right. Give us the story <laughs> with that one. Sorry. You won't shut up about I, I, it. I don't even think this is I'm sh- there's if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm sure you've probably seen this clip <laughs> at some point. It's it didn't even happen in the 90s. I think it was like early 2000s. Yeah. It's still it's still Brett Favre. May, but anyway, Brett Favre uh is just standing on the sidelines, I think. And Pat Morita, for some reason, yeah. is at a Packers game, and I think he's a little, a little sloshed, uh, uh, a, little, a, little, a little, just a little what bit. What am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he's a Packers fan. He was on the Packers sideline, and so he comes over and talks to Brett Favre. And then after, like, there's just a clip for some reason that has been circulating for years with any Brett Favre montage that I've seen. <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, how about Mr. Miyagi coming up and talking to me?" <laughs> <laughs> Wax on. wax on, wax off. <laughs> what a simpleton! It's <laughs> just—it's just funny. I don't. That has nothing to do with anything. It sort of does, but I'm kind gonna bring of, it back really. around. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> so, uh. what was? Um, I'm curious to know. Sorry, not to like interject. With, uh, yeah, well, I know fine. you have kind of, but having Jeremy on too um, is also because you know from my vantage point, I didn't really start watching football until like the 1999. Um, yeah. Like 
Super Bowl. Yeah. Because like I was watching baseball and hockey when uh-huh. I was younger. Um, but so any of my knowledge on 90s NFL didn't come from firsthand experience with a lot of stuff. It just came from watching a lot of documentaries and mm-hmm. NFL films and doing a lot of reading. Yeah. But Jeremy, you were, and you were a kid in the 90s and yeah. you grew up a Packers fan mm-hmm. and you grew up around, you know, in a family who are football mm-hmm. fans, or at least you and your dad are football fans. Yeah. But like, so you grew up seeing these things and Whitney seeing these things firsthand. Like what was, I guess for lack of a better term, like what was it like in your experience witnessing it all as it happened? Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. I, I remember a few things, uh, growing up when it comes to football, um, kind of that were like the first formative things. The first is I remember vaguely, uh, Don Edgkowski getting hurt. Yeah. And uh, Brett Favre. I prayed for this. Coming in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He came in. And my dad is like, Brett Favre, who is this? Because nobody knew how, yeah, yeah. How, right. knew how to pronounce his well, name. Well, when he got drafted, they're like, I mean, he knew who Brett he was Favre. vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think is, he this knew. This was like 1992. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was 92. It, it was like he vaguely knew who he was. And that's about, I don't remember the game. Yeah. He did come in and he, they won. But I, I don't remember any of the game happening. I just remember him getting upset mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then Brett Favre coming in and like, that's it. Like I remember yeah. him kind of giving me that little blurb. And then fast forward, uh, I actually didn't really start paying attention to football until I think it was 93, 94. Yeah. I think you remember you telling me about this earlier this week, right? It's like a yeah. school project or we, something. For some reason we were, well, and I, the reason was, so I grew up in Indiana mm-hmm. and we, we at the time the Colts were a big deal. We were really right. excited for the yeah. Colts. Um, the Colts had just made it to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. It was the Colts and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it was the Cowboys and the Packers. And of course, my dad was super excited because you know the Packers were in it. But like he he was. I, I remember that week we had to draw helmets football helmets mm-hmm. yeah. with who we thought was going to win. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh go. Go Colts. Go Colts, yeah. And I was like, I don't know who the Colts are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who to cheer for. Yeah. And they were, I said, I'm who are you cheering happy. for? And they were like, I'm going to root for the Colts. It's the Indianapolis Colts. And I, this is around the same time uh, that I discovered the Pacers. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, it, like, I think the year before... This was like fifth. I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. The year before, I was in fourth grade, and the and the Pacers had just played the Orlando Magic mm. in the playoffs. Yeah, and so I was starting to become quite the sports yeah, aficionado, the sports guy. <laughs> oh, like a sponge, a sports sponge. Yeah, I just started realizing that they're kind of cool, and so uh, everybody was rooting for the Colts, and uh, I go home and I was like, Dad, aren't you like kind of like. I felt like I was He's breaking. walking Colts, 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 Colts. If anybody Colt knows me. my dad, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I walked in through a bunch of blue glitter in the air, <laughs> <laughs> and a horse just came over my shoulders and and then left. <laughs> it was fine. My dad, it was a blue fart. If, it, <laughs> if anybody knows my dad, though, you know that he. He doesn't. He doesn't care about that. He's not against the Colts. But he doesn't yeah. care about the Colts. Yeah. And he's a he's a diehard Packers fan. He's loved them for years. Um, 
was a big fan of Bart Starr. They were kind yeah. of the team. I mean, at the time when he was a fan, the Colts were the Baltimore Colts, so mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. have a team. So it was like between them and the Chicago Bears, and I think he just liked the Packers more. I think he liked Ray Nitschke more. I didn't. He, it was just kind of preference. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I go home and I say, Dad. And I say it like I'm breaking news to mm-hmm. him. Like he doesn't know, but I know because I just did a project on yeah. it. Dad, the playoffs are happening. Who are you going to root for? The Colts, right? And he looks at me and he says, no, the Packers. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, but why? Go wash your ass. <laughs> and seriously. And he said, well, I've always been a Packers fan. He's like, I don't root for the Colts. And I was like, but we live in Indiana. And it was like foreign to me that you could be rooting for some yeah. other team. Mm-hmm. That was the first time as yeah. a kid I realized, oh, you can choose who you root for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. have to be your – I know it sounds weird. You can't right. choose who you love, though. Yeah, you cannot choose <laughs> You can't choose that. But um, Tale as old as time. <laughs> I yeah. love that horse just, just blew up and blew glitter. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, my love. (laughs) (laughs) Just blew glitter out. But anyway, long story short, the Packers lost, Colts lost. So (laughs) So, doesn't even matter. So you gave up on football until 1997 when they won the Super Bowl. That's right. (laughs) The Colts. The Colts. (laughs) The Colts. Yeah. No, it's funny. I kind of didn't care until. Yeah, the playoffs again. Until like. Playoffs? Until (laughs) like. uh, like 90, yeah, I guess it was 97. Like, because yeah, it took place in 97 for the night. The, I'll 90, get into the it. 96 yeah. season, I remember watching one or two games and actually learning the sport a little yeah. more and actually understand because I didn't understand the whole concept of downs and all of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, you get four tries and all that. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I remember talking to a guy at school, he had. He he said he was a huge Patriots fan and has been for years. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure you were. Yeah. Sure, Jan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure you were. His name was Justin. Sure. Justin G. Justin Gingrich. And Justin, if you're out there, keep listening. Yeah. But um, Justin G sounds like a little YouTuber. (laughs) Yeah, it does. But anyway, I I remember that he said he was a huge Patriots fan. And I was... Before it was cool to say you were a Patriots fan. Yeah, yeah. So he was the original bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> before all the other bandwagoners. I bleed blood, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he had said, you know, he was he he was super confident that they were going to win, and they didn't, which was great for me. Yeah. So <laughs> and then the next following year, the Packers went again. Yeah. And I was like, I was confident that they were going to win, and I was that I. I've been upset for games. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a time of being more embarrassed of being a, a fan of a team. Yeah. <laughs> because I had to go and face Justin Gingrich because I told him that they were going to win. I was like, yeah, right. They're going to win. I'm going to mop the floor. Make a bridge. Get out of I was just like spouting off about yeah. it. And boy, my head was hanging low <laughs> when Justin, I came back in. Justin Gingrich, who is now a Broncos fan. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I've always been a Broncos fan. Okay. Can make yeah. way all the way. Yeah. All right, Justin. So you probably, so thus the origins of your love yeah. for football. Yeah, sorry, that was a long story. No, no, I mean, it, but, just, it kind of puts into perspective that you've seen, like, the Zubaz and these posters and all. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I was, yeah, I, I got to, 
it's funny. Like I, a lot of those games growing up that I really remember, uh, there's some really awful memories, mm-hmm. but some really great ones too. Awful from the standpoint of the game, not like, oh yeah. man, that was the day I got beat up. Yes. <laughs> like, that's not that's not what I mean. Justin Gungrich took it a step further <laughs> and just beat, beat the shit out that of was the, That was the day I got hot soup poured in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> the scars are not are not ever gonna go away. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it looks like a Ken doll down there now. <laughs> so so, so now that you're starting to watch football, uh, you mentioned Monday night football earlier. It was right. a yeah. huge, yeah, huge just because of if only for Hank Williams Jr. Yeah theme song like mm-hmm. i don't know of anyone that when you mention monday night football doesn't at least know oh you ready for some football yeah. like yeah. that presentation and then fox nfl sunday yes like it's just yeah. it's that i mean they do that now right but there's just something different about the aesthetic and i yeah. think they had like the fighting robots and stuff and they yeah. used to do Things. Fox was the was the channel to watch it on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wanted to watch your sport. You wanted to watch your football specifically, yeah. your NFL football on Fox if possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and they do they would do like promo videos for yeah. each team, and they yeah. and they would be catered to the theme of that team. Yeah. That makes right. sense. So like if it's the Cowboys and the Patriots, you you'd probably be like. Hundred years ago. Oh yeah, pit, you know, and it and it yeah, they do like, like a movie trailer. It show almost. like it show like Revolutionary War reenactments mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> and then you go to the Cowboys, you get like maybe the sound of Spurs walking on the yeah. range or whatever. And then you they would show like s- clips from games for those two teams yep. and stuff. And and maybe on thanks or on Thanksgiving they would show like a like a pilgrim promo or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, it, I mentioned theatrical before. It just seemed like it, 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 it became a bigger deal. Kind of set the way. tone. You know, I think yeah. Fox and we'll get into it more with hockey. Yeah. And we sit down with our older brother and talk hockey, but, um, Fox anyway was an edgier network channel. Yeah. So Fox was like the nineties state yeah. Fox right. in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You could get You could test the waters with kind of, um, more creative things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sure. you had uh, they had my favorite um, analyst team. Mm. I mean, it had uh, James Brown, yeah. not the singer, yeah. the sports right. analyst. <laughs> uh, Howie Long, yeah. Terry Bradshaw, and um, Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really liked them growing up. Like they were kind of the definitive ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now I kind of don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I actually right. prefer probably, if anything, probably ESPN. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, or, or a, you know ABC or John AB- Madden, yeah. Pat Summerall, or Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time that was great. Um, now it's Al Michaels and Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I I just I miss John Madden. Yeah. yeah. I miss John Madden. John Madden is one of those voices that everybody gives him crap for saying things that are obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom. And you get hit. That's when it that's when it hurts. <laughs> it's like, a, oh, you throw the you, pull, that, you throw the ball and you pass it and then you catch it. And I like, think that's gonna leave a bark. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like yeah, yours was better. <laughs> it's almost yours like Yours was good, his, his was better. better. Yeah. <laughs> but I I loved John Madden. There's something just comforting and nostalgic about John Madden calling a game yeah. yeah oh yeah that i just love and everybody's like oh man he had this thing for brett Favre. it's like yeah like all announcers have yeah. their favorites yeah yep and i think john madden knew brett Favre. like they yeah. they had talked and like they he's, had, he's this gung-ho gunslinger he just liked oh, yeah. him and he, i mean 
you know, for a long time, what was not to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they kind of changed a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But before that, like, I mean, Brett Favre was kind of the sweetheart of mm-hmm. the NFL for yeah. a long mm-hmm. time, uh, which was kind of great as a Packers fan. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, to have someone on your team that was kind of beloved for the most part. Right. I mean, in Chicago, everyone hated him. Right. But it was because Chicago sucked for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they. Well, they lost yesterday, so they yeah. might suck this year, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Their defense is amazing, but yeah. that's kind of always been their calling card. For sure. So I, I think, really, as far as the 90s go, I mean, the announcing by those two, by Al yeah. Michaels and John Madden, was mm-hmm. about as quintessential as anything. That made the yeah. experience almost as much as the game yeah. and, and the players. And speaking of players, Absolutely. like you've name-dropped... Brett Favre a few times, and he's important to this decade for yeah. the reason I'm about to bring up. Absolutely. Um, so part of the the marketing was the players, mm-hmm. and we've alluded to it, but the ni- 90s, the 90s in general had some of the most prolific athletes mm-hmm. and, like, the most iconic athletes. And yeah. football, there's n- no exception. Like, mm-hmm. there, there are so many transcendent talents that came out of the NFL in the nineties. A lot of them started in the nineties and ended in the nineties, but their, their, their impact was so indelible Mm -hmm. that they're forever. Like they've built hall of fame careers on like six or seven years Mm -hmm. in one. And they'll be remembered forever. And they'll be remembered. Yeah, exactly. And so I printed out while doing some research today, uh, as selected by the Pro Football Hall of Fame, there is the all-decade team for the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go through and list off who who, who they selected. And then uh, maybe we can go through and uh, name drop some other players yeah, that yeah. maybe weren't included. Absolutely. Um, so for their quarterbacks, they have John. So first team is John Elway. Yeah. Uh, for the Broncos, yeah. um, second team is Dan Marino. Or no, sorry, Brett Favre. Yeah. I had Dan yeah. Marino on the brain because I was surprised Dan Marino wasn't in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, your Dan Marino's. I think some honorable mentions would probably be Dan Marino, yeah. uh, Jim Kelly, Jim what, Kelly, absolutely. Four Super Bowls. Yeah. 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 What's tough about guys like Dan Marino and John Elway is they split a lot of their legendary yeah. stats between yep. the '80s and the '90s. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. But someone like Troy Aikman didn't. Like right. he literally played from eighty nine to like ninety nine, or Steve Young, yeah. or Steve Young. Yeah. Like they were yep. purely in my head when I think of Steve Young, I think of those like burnt red Forty ers jerseys yeah. and him like slinging left handed passes or like uh, um, who did I say Troy Aikman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those Cowboys uniforms, yeah. like Cowboys and Forty ers battling it out. So I think those are some pretty strong honorable mentions. Yeah, that that one I'm sure was really hard for yeah, people because, to come to consensus yeah. on. Was that just AFC or was that in the NFL? That's just period. Period. Wow. So, I'm so, so I'm Brett Favre wasn't even on there. Brett, bro, Brett Favre is part of the second team. Oh, he's I second think team. What yeah, might have yeah. put him over? It's like all pros. They what, have a first team. Second what's crazy gotcha. is I'm thinking what might have put him over is he had the most touchdowns in the '90s. He tossed the most touchdowns in yeah. the '90s. But then again, Troy Aikman had like three Super Bowls. I'm Steve Young had two yeah. Super Bowls, and he won every single time he went Mm -hmm. i'm sincerely surprised that because here's the thing there was overlap with brett Favre in the 90s and the 2000s right yeah so so i could see the case being made of you know okay we won't have brett Favre here for the 90s but we can have him in the 2000s maybe like peyton manning and brett Favre. but i guess then you'd still get into the tom brady argument i'm just trying to think of a way that they could clear some space for dan marino 
But like you said, he he started in '84, so right. he split then, his stats. But so did John Elway. I think John Elway's stats though was kind of the reverse of Dan Marino. John Elway threw for twenty thousand plus yards in the '80s, but yeah. threw for or threw for thirty thousand yeah. in the '90s. I think it was how his career ended too. He won right. two, yeah. Super yeah. two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's even a little bit of overlap too with Joe Montana. I mean, yeah, he played for true. four, five years. Five years I in think. the '90s, from, yeah. ni- from '90 to '94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because the, the last pretty, year he was with the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs made it to the uh, um, the playoffs in '94 yeah. yeah. with Joe Montana. So yeah, he had a bit of a resurgence. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, he's he's. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl '90 and '93. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he was still playing at a high level. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's he's not on the all decade team. Yeah. But it's hard because sometimes you're just thinking, you're like, Oh man, like some of these players, they just play forever. Yeah. They I just think play for such a long time. Put, put Brett Favre over as he was a, th- he was the first player to win three MVPs. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I think yeah. it, Cause like, yeah, you look at Troy Aikman and Steve Young who are hall of famers, but they went on the strength of a, like they had the strength of a good team. And so did Brett Favre, but Brett yeah. Favre as, as an individual rose above the team enough to where like he had three MVPs. Yeah. And that, and that again, like you could make a case for Dan Marino in this. Right. That's, that's what's so tough. And like you said, I can't imagine that was an easy decision. Right. Right. Um, so moving on well, with three the, consecutive MVPs too, which is really hard to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. Um, but moving on from quarterbacks to running backs. So on the first team and the second team, they did two running backs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so first team is Barry Sanders. My favorite running back. And, I love Emmett Barry Smith. Sanders. Oh, man. If Barry Sanders had the had the career had the career like length that Emmitt Smith yeah. did, he would have obliterated every rushing record. Yeah. I, I would say he is the best rusher of the football ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, consi- regardless, considering yeah. I mean, the only thing anybody would hang over him is like yeah. two failed playoff. I think it was two. Or no, he had one playoff appearance. Two, one or two failed yeah, playoff yeah. appearances, like in the wild card game, and his. He didn't have a Super Bowl, but considering his offensive line, if you wa- if you watch highlight videos of Barry Sanders, it's unbelievable. How many of those is he losing yards and yeah. then gaining them back? And like yeah. the way he averted defenses, he he's next to Walter Payton. He's the smoothest runner I've ever he seen. Absolutely, played ten seasons and has ten one thousand yard seasons. Yeah, it's unreal. Unheard That's of. unheard of. That's he, like, it's like he and Jim Brown. He he and Jim Brown have the most average yards. Per game yep. of all time. Yep. Barry Sanders averaged 100 yards a game over 10 years. Jim Brown's the only one that has more. That's like 102. I don't think anybody like that. does that anymore. Like I don't. I don't. I can't remember mm-hmm. the last running back. Yeah. Maybe Adrian Peterson that got close. Right. But well, in order to get your average to 100, you have to have a lot of 200 yard yeah. games, and you have so. to have an offensive line that is helping you out. But how many pockets did Barry Sanders find himself? Yeah. Right. And speaking of offensive lines, uh, Emmett Smith was the second choice for the first mm-hmm. team. Not diminishing his ability as a runner, but I feel like he was the beneficiary of a very good offensive line. Oh yeah, and a very good team around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I always say, as my, I like Emmett Smith. He's one of my favorite cameos in Little Giants. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but not as a player, but no, as a cameo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I'm just saying, every time people bring up Emmett Smith breaking the record, I have to say the caveat is it's because Barry Sanders retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Barry Sanders was 1,500 yards away. Well, to, to, to contrast, 
uh, Barry Sanders averaged five yards a carry for his career. Yeah. To to average, I mean, it's it's one thing to get all those yards, mm-hmm. and to you know you get a bunch of touches. Yeah. He averaged five yards. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like compare it to Jerome Bettis. And Jerome Bettis, who, let me tell you, the first time I saw Jerome Bettis, <laughs> I thought he was, I was like, oh, is that one of the defensive linemen? He's a I was like, big oh guy. my gosh. Like, well, I, I didn't realize that you could have that gut and be a running back. And the thing is, the guy's fast. He's fast. He's, he's fast swift. and he's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, to be that fast and that quick and have that girth yeah. is craziness. Nuts. Um, but to, to kind of put it in perspective... Um, Jerome Bettis averaged 3.9 yards. He had only a couple thousand yards rushing less Mm -hmm. than Barry Sanders, just about 2000 yards or so less. And he averaged like a yard, a full yard less than him. And he had weight. Like he just had a ton of touches, Mm -hmm. which just says to me that it's like he had, I mean, if you're if you're averaging that much less, he's gonna have to have way more touches mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to that yardage total. Yeah, for sure. So it just makes what Barry Sanders did all the more impressive, mm-hmm. right? And let alone, I mean, Jerome Bettis is a truck. Yeah. I mean, they don't call him the bus for nothing. That guy could probably carry half the defensive line on his back, mm-hmm. and he'd still make it like to the yeah. end zone. He's huge. They call him the bus because he's afraid to fly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's, that's from right. the office. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, I think they got the first team right. Yeah. yeah. Barry Sanders oh, yeah. and Emmitt Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Second team is Thurman Thomas and Terrell Davis. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll go with production that. from the beginning of the 90s and then production from the end of the 90s. Right. Um, Thurman Thomas always flew yeah. under the radar for yeah. me. But if you if you look at his numbers, especially like he is the backbone of the I mean, you could argue he's the backbone of those four Buffalo Bills Super yeah. Bowl appearance right. teams. Uh yeah. Curtis Martin got his start during this yeah. time period. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about window so like <clears throat> Terrell Davis only played seven seasons. And right. he was only productive in four of them. Mm-hmm. The fact that with those numbers in mind and he's in the Hall of Fame right. is crazy. The fa- mm-hmm. And it, he only started producing from the mid-90s to the end of the decade. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's on an all this all-decade team is unbelievable. But that at the same time, if you're looking at a production standpoint – you could also throw Curtis Martin in there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's the fact that Terrell Davis was a Super Bowl MVP. Right. And he had a 2,000-yard season, which is amazing. Um, but you could throw Curtis Martin in there. You could throw Jerome Bettis in there. You brought up Jerome Bettis. Um, yeah, you- Curtis Martin, the first five years, so 95 to 99, his lowest rushing total, mm-hmm. 1152. Jeez Louise. That's his lowest. That's nuts production. Yeah. Um, so those were the second team running backs, uh, the wide receivers. The first team, again, has two wide receivers, Jerry Rice and Chris Carter. Yeah. I, I think, think, yeah. I think I'm I've, fine with I've, that. I think that's fine. Jerry Rice is another one of those two-decade yeah. transcendent But he dominated players. in both decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Even in the early 2000s, he contributed with – the second team receiver, Tim Brown yep. and Michael Irvin. He was going to be my other choice. I was going to say Tim Brown yeah. was just a beast. Yeah. That guy, he he was such an under-the-radar guy. Very under-the-radar. Like, gosh, like he just did his business. Like You never heard 
Tim Brown highlights as much. Like he just he was productive. All the guy did was get yardage yeah. and score. Like he yep. he he was just a touchdown machine and was very 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 productive. It had like some of the best hands. Oh yeah, and so consistent year never after year gloves. after year. No, he never wore gloves. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was one of the only receivers. Well, I shouldn't say one of the only, but he he was a receiver that never wore gloves, which is pretty much standard practice yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So for sure, but it's awesome. Yeah, and plus he spent pretty much his entire career with the Raiders. Yeah, but you don't get that yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very very rare for one person yeah. to stay with one team. So, so I agree with those receivers. I would also throw Andre Reed in there. Yeah, Andre Reed, Andre Reed. Isaac Bruce. Isaac, I would throw in yeah. there. Maybe Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, Not Jimmy Smith because I like Jimmy Smith, yeah. but Jimmy Smith because from a productivity level. We were sure. we were talking about this on the we way over debating. here. Um, it was it's tough because Jimmy Smith um, also had. It's that '98 Jaguars team was really, really good. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. I think the argument was like naming him a, a time capsule player when yeah. he he had he had thousand yard receiving seasons in the 2000s. But I, Jimmy Smith is tough. Uh, Sterling Sharp also. I would. Is I like, think. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Is, and we'll get, after this, we'll get into time capsule players, and I'll kind of explain that what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sterling Sharp keeps going back and forth for me with, you know decade dot like a superstar of the decade or like a time capsule player because he didn't play for that long but i think just for the fact that you have terrell davis in there for such a small window of productivity and he's in the hall of fame i think sterling sharp should go in the hall of fame if if you don't have terrell davis in the hall of fame then it's a no-brainer okay then keep him out of the hall yeah but because you've made well and because i i would say almost terrell davis and someone like kurt warner who also had basically two careers. Yeah. Right. Two, he had one with Stop the Rams. boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and a quarterback. Right. No. <laughs> Barnstormers. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. No, he, he basically had a great two or three years, maybe four years with mm-hmm. the Rams, and then had like a super sharp decline for about three, four years. Yeah. Then shot back up with the Cardinals for about mm-hmm. three years. Yeah, yeah. And his numbers are low compared to all other quarterbacks, but because he went to two Super Bowls, one one, yeah. I I think that's a large three Super part of it. Bowls. He, he went to three. two with the Rams. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, mean, I keep forgetting that second one. Yeah. You're right. They lost to the Patriots. Yeah. I think it's because, like, I mean, it's kind of the Jim Kelly thing. Even though Jim yeah. Kelly had way has way more yeah. productivity. He right. went to four Super Bowls, didn't win any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because Kurt Warner led his team to three, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. you kind of have to let him, it's like Eli Manning. Yeah. Eli Manning is going to go in the hall of fame because he went to two Super Bowls. Now mm-hmm. he has the productivity yeah, now. Right. Like he, he's actually has broken several records, yeah. climbed a lot of the charts, yeah. but four years ago, five years ago, Eli was a fringe hall of fame player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you let Joe Flacco in? Yeah. Right. He's gonna, he won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you make the exception. If we're talking about like truncated careers. Right. And like productivity only for three or four years. Like, why not Sterling mm-hmm. Sharp if you're going to yeah. put in Kurt Warner and Terrell Davis? Yeah. Terrell Davis, Super Bowl MVP. That's probably the only reason you give it. To, I mean, mm-hmm. he won two Super Bowls. Yeah. But yeah. he didn't win the Super Bowls by himself. And like, I, that's love, the thing. I love Terrell Davis. Yeah. So do I. He's oh, yeah, great. Yeah. But I think if he's in. Then you have to look at Sterling Sharp's numbers. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think that's video game rationalization to induct someone to the Hall of Fame after four years of productivity. Yeah, 
Like I think yeah. I just think that's it's it it sounds absurd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're a little it's lax on the rules. Um, so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say as long as we're talking about a sharp, moving on from <laughs> Sterling Sharp to Shannon Sharp, he's a first team All Decade tight yeah, end. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, second team is we were talking about Tim Brown being under the radar. Ben Coates. Yeah. Is the second team tight end for the Patriots. Ben Coates. Time capsule. It. I mean, you you want to talk about Gronk? Ben Coates was the precursor to Gronk in New England. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like super, super productive tight end. Great, you know, anchor for that offense for mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe. Provided a nice big target. He's a good for blocker him. too. Good blocker, mm-hmm. very reliable. So I completely agree with that. Um, I would even throw Mark Chimura in there for the <laughs> Packers, uh, even though he's kind of a skis. He's ball. kind of a skis. <laughs> um, but uh, in terms of on the field antics. It, I mean, the tight end pool might be a little thin, mm-hmm. um, but uh, when did Tony Gonzalez start? That's uh, late night. It, it, it was about 90s. 98, I think, okay. was when yeah. he was drafted. Yeah. I so, think. I mean, even if you, since the pool is so thin, you might even throw like a Tony Gonzalez in there yeah. with Mark Chimura. But uh, that's a, that's pushing it a little bit. I think I think the I th- choices were good. I think the direction they went is fine, yeah. especially since there's not a whole lot of selection. I was yeah. drafted in '97, so maybe yeah. Jay Novacek. Yeah, but maybe yeah. I think I think the, we'll we'll blast through the offensive line and the defense because I think they nailed it. Like I don't I don't think I have much more to say. So uh, if you as we're running through, if you think of any input. Just can, feel free to can jump I, in. Can I add one player, bet not to running back, but yeah. it should be kind of hand in hand uh, for fullback. Yeah. There's one name that I think of during Tony the Richardson? '90s. No, Mike not Allstott. to Mike Allstott. Oh, of course, Mike Allstott. How could I forget the age? Now train? he's 19, 1996 was when he was drafted, but I he was his basically their running name back. was synonymous. I remember him and Warwick Dunn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Packers would always play them and they would always have trouble. Yeah. Because Mike Allstott was a beast because he was I love a Mike he Allstott. would blow you up as a blocker and he would spring work done for like a 30-yard yep. gain mm-hmm. or he could just take it by himself like they'd get to the goal line and yeah. he'd run it in every you can't He's stop the unbelievable. man. He's huge. So good. He was a beast. It's not just my pads either. He wore larger pads than everybody yeah. else as well. He did. He looked right. imposing. That guy was terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like I said, good we'll player. just totally mm-hmm. I love oh, my yeah. golf. Me too. I, yep. If you wouldn't have said anything, I would have completely forgot about him, which is a, sh- a damn shame no. <laughs> because he's such a great player. He was. He was a great player. I love that guy. But like I said, uh, I don't have any qualms with who they have for offensive line and defense. So first team, tackle. you got Willie Rofe and Gary Zimmerman. Yeah. Uh, and then second team is Tony Baselli mm. and Richmond Webb. Tony Baselli did make it. Yeah, there it's you go. Nice. Well, it's it's nice is. to hear that he was Jacksonville's first ever draft pick. Yep. It's yeah. nice to see that he had a solid career. Yep. Yeah. So did. at guard for no the No Tony Mandarich? No, uh, no, no, sorry, the pal. Uh, so for guard, uh, you've got Bruce Matthews on the first team, yep. and who else do they have? Bruce Mactel, Bruce Matthews, Bruce and McAdoo, and uh, <laughs> Randall McDaniel from the Vikings is yep. on the first yes. team as well. Uh, second team is Larry Allen for yeah. the for the mm-hmm. uh, Cowboys. Cowboys almost said stars, uh, yes. and then Steve Wisniewski. Uh, for the Raiders, 
I was yeah. on the second team. Um, and then at center, first team is Dermonte Dawson from the Steelers. And the second team is Mark Stabnowski from the Cowboys and the Oilers. So, so real quick, just to kind of – because I was thinking of uh, – to go back to Bruce Matthews a second ago. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of – gosh, he's so good. Um, I just – I remember because he was on the Oilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember his name being – like as a kid, I remember him – Every once in a while, I mean, the Packers didn't play them regularly, yeah. but I just remember his name every once in a while being put. And the reason why is I would look at the Pro Bowl thing yeah. year, year after year, see who was voted, and I would keep seeing this name, Bruce Matthews. Bruce yeah. Matthews, like who is this guy? Like for years, and to give you something, like so he played guard, center, tackle, and snapper. This guy are, could play everything. No offensive and, line doesn't get enough. Love. And so he came into the league eighty three. To 2001. That's how long he played. As a guard. Yeah. He made the Pro Bowl from 90, from 88 to 2001. (laughs) From 88 to 2001, he made 14 straight Pro Bowl, 14 straight Pro Bowls. That's unheard of. That's not like kicking or punting. He's a guard. That's an offensive lineman. Nobody, nobody has done, does that. No. Or has done that. Nope. As a guard, center, tackle, yep. whatever. Yep. Like we we looked up Joe Thomas today. Oh, Joe Thomas, guy. who's not a '90s player but a '2000s player, best left tackle in the league for years. Yep. Played for ten years. Yeah, for the made Cleveland it, Browns. Made it ten Ugh. years. Made the Pro Bowl ten years. Still not as much. First, this guy made fourteen. He had like seven first team all pros. Yeah. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so on defense, defensive ends for the first team, Bruce Smith and Reggie White. Yeah. Minister so. of defense. What was oh. his name? I mean, it's love Reggie White. Like he, he, especially in the, that Super Bowl team, like Reggie White was like so beloved by the people yep. of green Bay. He never went into the weight room, never lifted a weight. That you, guy, yeah. he is, he was a beast to, for a guy to yeah. never have to work out like that. Oh no, God <laughs> gives me my powers. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That guy like just was, he was just a strong yeah. man. Like mm-hmm. that is just good genetics there. I just want there. a strong man. I just want a strong, give me one of them strong boys. <laughs> Somebody say strong boy. Hey, I'll be strong boy. Plus uh, Bruce Smith. Hey, can I play? <laughs> Bruce Smith, scary guy. Yeah, yeah. he is. He crushed Was. the football in Little Giants. Yeah. Yep. Uh, second team. Awesome player, dominating player. Oh, oh yeah. Had sure. the sack record for, for actual, like, actual sacks. Not that stupid little sack Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan got. Yeah, on yeah. Brett Favre. Break right the record. Like, no, yeah. Bruce, Bruce Smith was, like, the standard for oh, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, second team defensive end Chris Dolman, yep. the Vikings, Falcons, 49ers, and Neil Smith, the Chiefs and the Broncos. Uh, defensive tackle first team Cortez Kennedy from the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and John Randall from the Vikings. John Randall, he, he, love me he, some John. Randall. He throw he throws on that eye black and yeah. starts talking trash Scary. to you. You're like uh, you can get through, sir. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, second team Warren Sapp for the Bucks, yep. and Bryant Young for the 49ers. I never liked Warren Sapp. Me neither. But I loved playing him and beating him. Mm. He wore goofy pants yeah. and had a fat ass. That was the th- that was the thing with Warren Sapp though, is because I hated playing him on the Bucks because Mike Allstott worked done. Yeah. yeah, I hated it because I was like, 
Even Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks. Well, it, oh, Derek Brooks, man. Oh, yeah. Derek, Derek Brooks, Brooks is was, a oh, good I love yeah. player. Brooks. He's a great player. Yeah. Oh, man. He's not on here, but uh, for he linebacker, they have Junior Seau for the Chargers. Yep. He wasn't on there? Mm-mm. Hardy really? Nickerson but, and Junior Seau. Oh, man. Junior Seau was great. Derek Hardy Tom- Nickerson was great. Um, And then other... Junior Seau's on here. No. Yeah, he is. I was talking oh, about Derek Brooks. Oh, oh Derek okay. Brooks. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said Junior Seau your, wasn't your on there. Since ran together. Yeah. I thought it was so, okay. so actually, the first team linebackers are Junior Seau, Derek yeah. Thomas from the Chiefs. I love Derek Thomas. And Kevin Green. Derek, Kevin, Kevin, oh, Kevin Green. Oh, I love me some Kevin you Green. You would know Kevin Green if you saw. I mean, I know you yeah. guys know who Kevin right. Green is. Yeah. But he's someone you would recognize. Absolutely. But no one ever talks about him. Oh, no. He was destructive. Yeah, yeah, he was. Plus, he had a, a little mini career in world championship wrestling. Yeah, yeah exactly. With, uh, with Steve Mongo McMichael. Yeah, exactly. Can I share my first uh, yeah. memory of Kevin Green? Yeah. Uh, I remember a big game coming up, a Packers, Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And this was like the second year maybe the Panthers were in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Green was their starter. Oh, yeah. At, uh, at linebacker. And he he was a big man. Yeah. He and he was man. just talking some trash before the game. And I was like, boy, I at hope you? he doesn't. No, not to me, oh, okay. but no, just to the cameras. <laughs> yeah. Like they were just filming. It was just kind of one of those promo things that they do before the game. And I don't I think he was just kind of messing around, but I was like, boy, I hope Brett Favre doesn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Please take care of him. I was, I was genuinely Please. concerned. And then I, there was like, I uh, realized the gravity of that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't let Brett Favre get you. Watch, you watch this big guy. He's got long Angel kind hair of a looking, angel hair looking, on. blonde hair yeah. with like a really like breezy blonde mustache. What about that, you Mississippi mud butt? And like he's yelling at the cameras, like yeah. please don't hurt Brett Favre, <laughs> please don't hurt him, <laughs> please, please hammer, don't, don't hurt him. Hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was just kind of. I love Kevin That's Green. Funny. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, um, he was he was, funny thing. He became Green Bay's outside linebackers coach oh, for nice. years and taught Clay Matthews. Nice. Interesting. He, there is a Bruce Matthews' yeah. son or nephew. It's his uh, nephew. Yeah. yeah, but Clay yeah. Matthews' dad did play. Yeah, in yeah, the, uh, yeah. Don but, Dom Dominic Matthews. Yeah, but um, there's a famous soundbite from the Super Bowl where Kevin Green is talking to uh, Clay Matthews, and he says. Look, we need something to happen. It is time. They need a player. They need you to step up. They need a leader. And he says, it is time. It is time. Next play, Clay Matthew, he goes out there, mm-hmm. causes a fumble, nice. and they get the fumble from Rashard Mendenhall. Yeah. Packers recover. We score a touchdown off it. Nice. I love that sound That's bite. Awesome. It's awesome. Kevin Green, baby. Yeah. Kevin Green. Kevin Green, baby. Um, Don Beebe, baby. <laughs> so second team is Hardy Nickerson, and Steelers and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. There's Corn- a- Sorry, I, 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 there's things I keep remembering. No, no, that's okay. One of the things I remember from Hardy Nick, there's also a, a really good uh, little clip, if you ever get a chance to watch on YouTube, of Hardy Nickerson basically <laughs> telling, hey, he, he tells one of his other uh, teammates, he says, okay, I'm going to stand this guy up in the box and you just rip the ball out. <laughs> and he does it. Oh. He just stands him yeah. up. He's like, okay, he's going to come right to me. He like he knows exactly what play is coming. Yeah. He says, "I'm going to stand him up, and you just rip the ball out." He stands him up. Sure enough, rips the ball. And out. and his his teammate comes up, just takes the ball away. Yeah. It's like, how can you? 
Yeah. It's hard to call your shot in the NBA. Yeah. How much harder in the NFL is it yeah. to call yeah. your shot? Exactly. That, like, that's awesome. Exactly. Um, so Hardy Nickerson, Cornelius Bennett from the Bills, Falcons, mm-hmm. and yep. Colts, and then LeVon Kirkland from the Steelers. Yep. Um, before I go further, I would also throw, for defensive players, I would throw Pat Swilling out there yep. from the Saints, Jesse Tuggle mm-hmm. from the Falcons, and uh, yeah, Zach yeah. Thomas. Isaiah oh, Tom- Zach Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. Oh, yeah. I was, I said, Isaiah Thomas, I, I was, the famous football yeah, player. <laughs> yeah. Smiling Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Zach um, Thomas. Uh, I love Zeke. Zach Thomas, too. Jesse Tuggle was dominant. Yeah. Like, I was I was looking at, like, league leaders for every, like, offensive and uh, defensive category. Mm-hmm. And he was usually, at least in the early 90s to the mid-90s, was usually at the top of the list for tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Tuggle was. So was Pat. Pat Swilling was usually at the top for, like, sacks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Yes. Um, and so for cornerbacks, first team cornerbacks, Deion Sanders and Rod Woodson. I mean, you can't get much yeah. more of a dream team um, than that. Oh yeah. I mean, that yeah. is that's Deion one Sanders two. was the poster boy for '90s football. Yeah. Um, Rod and, Woodson is the Jerry Rice to Deion Sanders, Terrell Owens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, just went about his business. Didn't make any splashes. Uh, yep. Leads, I think, has the all-time interceptions, or is at least second, maybe. Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson. I think so. For interceptions. If he's not first, he's second. Um, um, speaking of going about his business, second team is Daryl Green yeah. and Aeneas yeah. Williams. Yeah. Oh, Aeneas Williams. Yeah. So Daryl Green. Did he come to your church? Yeah. 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 He didn't read from the Bible once. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the only Bible verse he said was where his a, name came a reference from. to yeah. the name Aeneas. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And he got yeah. a standing ovation. And like at the, at the time, I, well, at the time, at the time, I stood up because I I watched Aeneas Williams like yeah. for the Cardinals and for the Rams. Yeah. And then Jeff was sitting down. I was like, "What's up?" He's like, "I don't stand for our pastor. I'm not going to stand for him." I'm like, "Fair enough." Yeah. Exactly. At the time, I was wow. like, "Huh?" But I was like, "Makes sense." I yeah. guess so. Um, but Daryl Green played 20 plus years all for the Redskins. And yeah. Was just. This incredible leader and great, great at his position. Iron Man. Iron Man, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Daryl Green and Aeneas Williams on the second team. Safety, one guy, first team safety, someone who doesn't get talked about enough, Steve Atwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Broncos and the Jets. Yeah. And then Leroy Butler for the Packers. Oh, Leroy Butler made it? Yeah. First oh, team, I love first it. team safety. Oh, I love yeah. it. Um, and so oh, I love Leroy Butler. Second team is Carnell Lake. The Steelers and Jaguars. First person to do Lambo leap. Leroy oh, Butler. Leroy Butler. Nice. Yeah, baby. That's awesome. Sick. And then Ronnie Lott. Tough he's Ronnie Lott. 90s. One, he's yeah. he's got to be second team safety. He's one of the toughest SOBs yeah. ever. Yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Lott. Oh, Ronnie Lott, yes. Like, yeah. he yes. murdered people. He pre- <laughs> He'd like, blow people they up. Created the f- with f- they created the free safety position for him. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. And... Also, the only player that I've ever heard of that cut off part of his finger to avoid missing game time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he he's nuts. The Cobra. He's kind of crazy. <laughs> the Cobra. The Cobra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Special teams kicker Morton Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. And then second team Gary Anderson. Feel like they I said that like I was so in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Morton Anderson. I, yeah. I feel like Gary team. Anderson would have swapped it had he hit that field goal. Yeah. In the NFC Championship mm-hmm. in 1998. Eight. Yeah. 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 The soft spot for Scott Norwood. Oh uh, yeah. I want to give a shout Norwood. out to Scott Norwood. Poor guy. Yeah. Like, uh, if you watch Four Falls he of is, Buffalo, uh, 
He um, is a good kicker. Yeah. He just happened to miss one. Look, yep. man, he yep. was a good kicker. Yeah, it's I don't I mean, care what same, anybody else says. Same thing with Gary. I mean, not as big of a uh, not as big of a stage as Scott mm-hmm. Norwood, but I'm sure Gary Anderson is going through the same stuff. A guy yeah. who never missed a field goal mm-hmm. in the biggest, potentially the biggest game in the for the Vikings history, yeah. and he missed shanked the yeah. field goal inside. So that's what sucks even more. Yeah. Also, sidebar: two of my least favorite kickers, Bill and Martin Gramatica. There you <laughs> go. They hurt themselves celebrating. Yeah. Pip squeaks. Yeah, God and, does have a plan for us. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so punters, Darren Bennett for the Chargers and Sean Landetta. Those guys played forever. I remember see, always seeing Sean Landetta's name on the Madden mm-hmm. games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, kick returners, Michael Bates, who played for the Seahawks, yeah. Browns, Panthers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then second team, Mel Gray, played for the Lions, the Oilers, and the Eagles. Yeah, those guys could fly. And then, Oh, yeah. And punt returners, a no-brainer, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. Mel Gray is second team. Mm-hmm. And so for coach, the coaching position, first team is Bill Parcells. Yep. yep. Head coach. Yep. And then second team is Marv Levy. Yep. Yeah. The Bills. Um, and so that was the all-decade team. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked they have Mark Levy on there. Yeah. Because he didn't never, they never won the big game. That's probably why. That's probably why. But he won four. He went to four straight Super Bowls. That's probably why Parcells is over Marv Levy. In right. There, is the right. fact that. Parcells won that Super Bowl against yep. the Bills, and Marv Levy never won a Super I'm Bowl. I'm surprised Jimmy Johnson isn't. Yeah, I, I would have there. thought yeah. they put Jimmy Johnson in there over Parcells because, well, I guess Jimmy Johnson won one, and um, Barry Sw- uh, Switzer won the other one. For the so, Cowboys? For the Cowboys, yeah. I thought Jimmy Johnson won at least two Did of them. Did he win two? Uh, Jimmy Johnson won one, and I thought Barry Switzer won the other one. Um, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, but all all of that to say that was the all-decade team, and those were the icons of this decade. And now we're going to move on to players who I refer to as time capsule players. And this applies this applied to baseball, this applies here, and this applies to the other sports we're going to cover. And how I define a time capsule player is – so you've got your superstars that dominated a significant part of a decade. Then you've got your time capsule guys who we're going to talk about now who had a very small window in the decade that they were amongst the leaders in particular statistical categories. Um, so you have guys like Jerry Rice who dominated the decade, Barry mm-hmm. Sanders, yeah. um, guys we just talked about. And then you've got the guys that – you might have had on a poster like Kurt Warner in 1993, but beyond 1993, <laughs> right. you don't know anything else he did. So yeah. hence the the title of Time Capsule. Yeah. It's very indicative of that decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that small window in mind, um, I'm just going to roll through guys who I refer to as Time Capsule players, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm going to get some agreement from you guys. Uh, so Jim Everett, to me, is a Time Capsule yep. player. Yeah. Chris. Chris, yeah. Chris. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim, Rome. Jim, Jim Rome. Rome. Oh, man. Shit disturber. Yeah, he didn't deserve that. No. Uh, Ricky Waters. Yep. Yeah. So yep. this not diminish their talent as players, but in terms of productivity, they were amongst league leaders for a very small, small amount of time right. in a decade. Uh, Mark Brunel. Steven yeah. and I debated this one on the way home, yeah. or on the way, way here. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I refer to Mark Brunel as a time capsule guy because in the 90s, he had a window of about three years where he was amongst the best in passing yards right. and like off in touchdowns and led the Jaguars to AFC championships right. and stuff. And the, uh, the only argument I had against that 
was in 2001 and 2005, he had, um, damn like it, 3,500 yards. Yeah, like he, like, had, yeah. he, like he, he stagnated, but then in those two years, he had his, like, nine his numbers in the 90s yeah. Yeah. so he had at least two years in the 2000s where he was productive yeah the yeah. most significant years i think were late 90s where he was right as i call it playing with the big boys yeah. like he yeah. was with he was there up there with the farves and the elways we well, know what's strange is back back then um like 3500 yards passing it was a lot mm-hmm. yeah now breaking 4000 if you yeah. don't break 4000 it's like it's oh been, it must, wasn't a successful season yeah you must not do i mean cuz you have people like Drew Brees going into the 5000 yard yeah. category and it's like that nobody <laughs> should ever be doing that mm-hmm. but yep. that that's not to tear Drew Brees down i'm just right. saying it's it's absurd like that's a ton yeah. of yards to mm-hmm. throw in the air yeah it's just back then they just ran more they there's mm-hmm. there's like maybe 5 6 running backs in the league now that can handle that yeah, everything else is by committee. Yeah, or oh, you yeah. throw it all the time. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think Mark Brunell fits. I I think there's arguments for both. Sure. Mm-hmm. I I I would probably put him. I'd probably lean more towards time capsule. Yeah. Because he was good for a very short amount mm-hmm. of. Yeah. I shouldn't say very short for a for a yeah. very specific amount of time. Yeah. Same with Andre Risen, who yep. I have on here as yeah. a time capsule yep. guy. Yep. Oh, I yeah. had Moon Risen. I have Terrell Davis as a time capsule guy, and he's he's one of those that yeah. It's the the there reaches a point to where the definition becomes very liquid. Yeah, the qualifications become very liquid because, he, like we said, he's on the All Decade team, mm-hmm. but he only produced for four years. So the late nineties is the most associated with Terrell Davis. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily say he dominated a decade. He dominated that short stretch of time. So that's where, so that's where the lines start to blur and it starts to become liquid. Like I said, so I refer to Terrell Davis and Sterling Sharp as time capsule players. And I, I think that, I think it fits both of them. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that, Terrell Davis, in spite of being in the Hall of Fame, mm. um, like I said, was like we talked about this earlier, was just a beneficiary of some really timely achievements. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Super Bowl MVP, won the Super Bowl twice. Yeah. Had a two thousand yard season. Yeah. It just all happened really quickly. Right. So because of that, okay, like. Had had we been talking about the NBA in the '90s and Penny Hardaway, yeah. and Penny Hardaway had, be, you know, won the NBA Finals and been the Finals MVP, mm-hmm. and then, you know, been the scoring leader for right. that year, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of moving through again, uh, Ray Buchanan. Yeah. So, uh, Ray Buchanan, Natrone means. Natrone means business. Natrone means business. <laughs> I got two yep. 1,000 yard seasons in me, and that's about and it. And that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but I remember him for the name Natrone. Natrone yeah. is very, yeah. Uh, Dave Krieg for the Seahawks. They weren't any good, so he never got any yeah. love. But in the early 90s, he was constantly in the top 10 and like passing yards mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jeff George. Jeff, jo- yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> Jeff George. Gunslinger. I'm Jeff George. All the talent in the world 
million dollar arm, ten cent head. Yeah. Like that's speaking <laughs> of million dollar arm, we didn't bring him up um, when we were talking about players who could be considered for quarterbacks of the '90s, but Warren Moon. No, yeah, yeah. Warren Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's um, great. So yeah, so hey, Warren Moon. And, uh, and going back to, uh, I don't know if you guys had said it for running backs. We didn't even think about it. Marshall Falk. Oh yeah. I don't know how I, we didn't bring up Marshall, Marshall Falk. Falk I, well, was great. I Colts. I did think of Marshall Falk, um, and I guess you could qualify the '90s as a dominant time. But I think of him more as a as a 2000s player. He really hit his stride with the Rams, but I remember him being a big play. I mean, he's yeah. very very popular. I mean, he was great for the Colts in Indy. He was he yeah. did great for them. Um, and I remember that trade once he went to the Rams, it was a big deal. Yeah. I think he really became that dual threat. <laughs> oh yeah. Much more so. I love Misha Marshall. When Falk. he went mm-hmm. to the Rams. Oh yeah. He's great. Uh, he's great. He's every, he's every bit of a hall of famer. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. For Absolutely. sure. Um, so Herman Moore mm-hmm. is from, Lions, from the Lions, yeah. uh, Randall Cunningham, as yes. much as I like him, he's a, He's very much a. He's a time capsule. He's player. stuck in the '90s. Yeah. Um. He didn't really. He he didn't really dominate the decade. Mm-hmm. No, he was a good player. He was solid. Yeah. He's. He's a good player. As much as you may want to say, well, he's fringe Hall of Famer. He's just he's just right there. Yeah. He, he'll never get into the Hall of Fame, but he was a good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was. Uh-huh. Not everybody can go into the Hall. Yeah. Um, I hesitate with this one, but I put Drew Bledsoe as a time capsule player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one, that's another liquid fringe one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, he, he was a middle of the road quarterback. He had, right. you know, he took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, the 96 team to the 97 yeah. Super Bowl. And, you know, he, he was productive, but then after 2001, it was a Tom Brady show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I mean, I, I but think, in the '90s, right? No, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you don't see much of Drew Bledsoe in prominence after yeah. the '90s. Yeah. So I guess I. So if that's the case, I would actually throw him into consideration for because he did from like '93 to the end of the decade. He was pretty a pretty prevalent quarterback. So instead of putting him in a category looking at small windows of time, I think I'd put him kind of up there with the Aikmans and the Steve Youngs yeah. as someone who can be considered for, you know, a great quarterback throughout the entire decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vinny Testaverde is a time capsule guy. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's funny because he played since 87. Yeah. He's been around a long time. 87 through like the 2000s. And yeah. even though we say he's, he was, he did his most damage I think in the nineties. Yeah. And then after that he was kind of just a backup. Yeah. But yeah, he was kind of a highly touted guy for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kerry Collins, kind of Kerry the same Collins, thing. Mark Ripon. They, they're journeyman guys. Yeah. But their names are just kind of like the ones that have just been thrown they've just been in kind of the zeitgeist of the right. league for so long, just growing up. I just <laughs> knew the names. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. You know, Kerry Collins, like, oh, okay, like like I think on that uh, Carolina team with Kevin Green, Kerry Collins was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So speaking of Carolina, Steve Berline. Steve Berline, Steve Berline is uh, a yeah. is definitely a time yeah. capsule guy. Scott Mitchell. Scott, Scott Mitchell, Mitchell. Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Mishan. Mishan Johnson. Give me the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I want to score. Chris Gosh. Warren. 
for the Seahawks. She's a time mm-hmm. capsule player. Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn is, Johnson. Yeah. Chris Warren. But no, Chris Warren. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dorsey Levens. Dorsey Levens. Garrison Hurst. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Garrison Hurst. Uh, Rod Robert Smith. The running back for the Vikings, mm-hmm. and yep. then Rod Smith. Rod Smith yeah, for, yeah. for Broncos. the Broncos. Who mm-hmm. he's he's another one of those guys that falls under the radar. He was a good, he was really solid, receiver. Mm-hmm. very very solid. Um, and Antonio Freeman, I have written down. Robert he, Brooks. Robert Brook. Robert Brooks is another mm-hmm. good yeah. one. Um, Jamal Anderson. He, yeah. he he's the exact definition for me. Yeah. When I think of Jamal Anderson, I think like 97, 98, 99. And that's it. Like after that, mm-hmm. that and I first saw the Dirty Bird uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from Jamal Anderson, which was yeah. a touchdown celebration. Um, and then for uh, what team? Oh, the Falcons. <laughs> you, know, you want to see Dan Reeves just, do the Dirty just Bird? For... YouTube it. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we talked about Jimmy Smith earlier. Mm-hmm. I, he's he's another one of those liquid guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought of a guy yeah. earlier that I I'd forgotten about. And he was okay. He, I think he, did he have maybe one Pro Bowl? Two Pro Bowls, actually. Uh, but it was a little bit later in his career. Uh, Brad Johnson. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. on He was on that Vikings team yep. that yeah. went yep. to the NFC Championship. In he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. With the, with the Buccaneers. With yep. the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 But, so, yeah, he, he was... He was good. He was oh, okay. yeah, for sure. And so that was a pretty extensive look at the players. I think one thing we forgot to mention, not only in marketing, but you could also own these players because yeah. of action figures yeah. and yeah. toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, uh, a Kenner lineup uh, for a while of um, – they basically were just uh, different posable uh, figures. And I remember – uh, there's a couple that I really remember. Like, if, if you remember the ones for uh, Shaquille O'Neal that they did in the 90s, yeah. Shaq Attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they basically did the same thing, but with football players. But it was oh, yeah. usually just them outstretched. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> yes. someone, like, running, like, catching a football over their shoulder. But I remember I remember the Brett Favre one. I remember, yeah. like, for whatever reason, it was probably because they were just, for about four years, three years just always in the Super Bowl and they were always popular mm-hmm. but uh, I remember the Troy Aikman one yep. and the Michael Irvin one yeah and the Emmett Smith one I mean those were the big three did so, they come with cards they came with a card and then they came with like a base yeah. for you oh, to yeah. put them on and yeah. usually the base had like some sort of like really rudimentary scenery of right. some kind like some sort of like field like a sideline yeah like either a sideline or like a like I, I don't even know. Like, just, like, something just to show that, yeah. hey, look, they're catching this in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you recognize this. This is a thing from the real world. Mm-hmm. A patch of grass. And something else we'd probably be remiss if we didn't bring up is that the Madden franchise started in 92. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, man. That has become a, an empire. A juggernaut. Yeah. And, along with the Madden games, the Madden curse. Yeah. yeah. Which, who who could we who can we thank for the Madden curse but John Madden himself? It, oh, it, I think they're cursed. Well, it's fun. like I, I don't think it's really a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean the last three or four have probably been okay. Uh, although Antonio Brown was two Ugh. years ago, and boy, yeah. he's a mess. Yikes! <laughs> so speaking speaking of of uh, Super Bowls, which Antonio Brown will never win one again. No, uh, but uh, I mean, we'll. 
I'm gonna run through the Super Bowl winners, and mm-hmm. you'll you'll get a, sort of a look at some of the juggernauts mm-hmm. that came through in the '90s. Now, keep in mind that uh, Super Bowl, the year Super Bowl takes place in, uh, uh, crowns the champion of the prior year because right. the Super Bowl takes place in February. Uh, so, for example, for the '89 season, the champ was crowned in '90. Right. So I'm sort of gonna bend the rules here, and the Super Bowl that took place in 1990, so Super Bowl 24, was the 49ers crowning the champ in the, the 89 season. Uh, 91 was Super Bowl 25, and that was the Giants beating the Bills. Uh, 92 was Super Bowl 26, was the Redskins beating the Bills. Uh, 93 was Super Bowl 27, which was the Cowboys beating the Bills. Poor Bills. You notice the Bills in there a lot, yeah. four years in a row. Uh, tremendous teams just couldn't win the big mm-hmm. one. 94, Super Bowl 28 was the Cowboys beating the Bills. Super Bowl 29 and 95 was the 49ers beating the Chargers. Super Bowl 30 and 96 was the Cowboys beating the Steelers. Super Bowl 31 and 97 was the Packers beating the Patriots. Ew. There you go. Uh, 98, Super Bowl 32 was the Broncos beating the Packers. We don't need to talk no. about that one. Uh, Super Bowl 33 was the Broncos beating the Falcons. And then Super Bowl 34 for the 99th season in the year 2000 was the St. Louis Rams beating the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. So a great way to wind out the decade. Great to show on turf. Yep. Nice. I like that. Jinx, you owe all of us a Coke. (laughs) Throw in the fridge outside. Dang it. So, starting to round out this episode, uh, we should talk about some of the other ways that football was marketed, and that was through movies. Mm -hmm. And the 90s had some pretty notable 90s movies and some pretty shitty 90s movies. (laughs) But that's okay, because we're going to treat them all equally. Mm -hmm. So I've got some of the 90s football movies written down, and of course, my favorite movie of all time, Little Giants. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you want to hear more about that, we did a Radcast Reynolds on it with uh, Dave Little. Yeah, that's Exactly. Um, and then also my favorite movie is the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. Who could forget <laughs> Tony Danza? Tony Danza and is not a sh- nominated. Plays a garbage <laughs> man. I'm gonna, take, who, I'm gonna take this bag of garbage and I'm gonna kick it over there. And then Mona, gar- you're gonna come in here. And then Jonathan and Samantha, you're gonna come over here. And, oh, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna kick it over there. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, you still want me to hold this garbage for you? <laughs> yeah, okay, the, yeah, the yeah. guy that's not Ray Romano is yeah. in that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was just that was a shot in the dark. I completely no, forgot it. There I, actually is. I've only seen that movie once, and it was on the Wonderful World of Disney when it premiered yeah. on ABC. On ABC, and yeah. Tony Danza was a garbage man who could just kick the shit out of some garbage. And I guess someone from the Eagles was walking by and was like, "What the <laughs> hell? Hey, yeah. our, our field goal kicker is terrible." Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That guy's better. Exactly. So go the, check that one out. I, I will re- will say the first, the, one of the only things I remember from that movie mm-hmm. is the first game that Tony Danza plays in that movie. Yeah. He kicks it off and he kicks it through the uprights and they say, oh, field goal. No. Yeah. Oh, it's not a kickoff. field goal. Yeah. yeah it's on like the kickoff. A, I he kicks that. it through it's the like uprights and they're like, yards. Yeah. It's, it's so far. And even if he does, it doesn't count. Like that's yeah. not. It's not how the rules work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just disregard them. It's fine. And so the lesser movie to that, Rudy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, I love Rudy. Uh, Rudy Necessary Rudy. Roughness. Yeah, that's a Scott good Scott Bakula, Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland plays their kicker. Yeah. Balthazar. Balthazar. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. You yeah. need to go out there and play football. That was his uh, motivational <laughs> the speech. The odds or... we need are all around. You know what? That's more Doc Brown. That's yeah. <laughs> Marty. Wow. <laughs> uh, the program. Yep. James Conn, yeah, James yeah, yeah. Conn. Varsity Blues, mm-hmm. yep. The Waterboy. Boy, You're my boy Blue. <laughs> exactly. That that That's gave old us. I yeah, I hate that line. <laughs> Everybody says Everyone that said line. It. Yeah, it's just like I love Lamp. Yep. Yeah. Thanks Varsity Blues for just giving us a terrible catchphrase. Uh, the Waterboy, Waterboy, Airbud Golden Receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Angels in the End Zone, a Matthew Lawrence romp. Yeah. That, that was also a Disney, the wonderful, wonderful yeah. Disney, Disney, Disney movie. And so was Saintly Switch with David Allen Greer. Yes. I as a one. member of yeah. the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And his wife is Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's love got to do with it? Exactly. So I'll tell you almost say. So football in the 90s. Mm-hmm. We're rounding out the, our discussion just saying that this was such a wonderful decade it in was, sports. It was great. And also, I just realized we didn't talk at all about Bo Jackson. Oh, oh my gosh. You got to hell kidding me. Is oh my wrong gosh. Okay. With us. Okay. We have to do it right now. Yeah. We oh, have yeah. to. Sorry. We'll, we'll, prob- we'll probably, like, we'll talk about Bo Jackson. We won't hit another break. We'll just end the episode because we're going a little yeah. long, which is fine. Yeah. But Bo Jackson. We'll end we the have- episode talking about Bo Flippin' Jackson. You don't know Bo. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this guy gosh. was a this phenomenon. Guy was a phenomenon. Seriously. You want to talk about like a prolific mythological mm-hmm. athlete could do no wrong for about 4 years. Yep. Yeah. Like football, baseball, he was an all-star, pro bowler. Just crazy. Look at some of his highlights and granted he didn't like if you look at his stats in the NFL, they weren't like eye-catchingly amazing. mm Mhm. But just looking, this is one where the eye test yeah. is all you need. Yeah, this exactly. guy was the real deal. Was amazing, and if you played Tecmo Bowl, yeah, you always wanted him on your team, yeah. <laughs> and you always wanted him endorsing your products. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was an absolute he phenomenon. Was, he was gold. You have yeah. you have Bo Jackson to thank for Nike's dominance. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. If you. Go watch You Don't Know Bo, yeah. the 30 for 30. It's incredible. It's Probably so one great. of the best ones. Probably top five. The guy is a complete anomaly as well because yeah. apparently he never lifted weights and he looked like he was chiseled out of granite. He ran like a 4-1-2 yeah. or 4-1-3. Yep. Something crazy. He's like a superhero. Yeah. Like he's yeah. ridiculous. He's mythological, really. Like yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, the media circus surrounding Bo Jackson was like nothing. I mm-hmm. mean... Deion Sanders, you know, that was... Yeah. Deion Sanders had his own thing. That was, that was, was a lot popular. of self-marketing. It was. Bo was just so... He he didn't ask for that. It mm-hmm. just kind of came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's so, like, you can't believe this guy. Is this guy for real? Both tremendous athletes, but Bo is on such a different plane as far mm-hmm. as, like... Raw physical talent. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. As far as this, like, the biggest what if, what if yeah. Bo Jackson... Yeah. He could have been the next, like, Jim Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have dominated. Yeah. Um, and he basically was so strong that he stepped wrong, and his hip 
popped out of place and it popped back in and just mm-hmm. he was never the same after that yeah, yeah. could I, never recover I mean, we could we could regale you all all like all you want but honestly just go look up you don't know Bo the yeah. ESPN 30 and for watch 30, Bo you know. Jackson highlights yeah yeah so and this was our second foray into the 90s as part of our uh our deep dive into the four major sports in this particular decade and this was I think this was good. Yeah, this is Fo- good yeah. football I has a lot it. to yeah. offer. Thank, thank yeah. you for joining us again, yeah. Jeremy. Thank you for oh, thanks us. for having me. Yeah. It was it was a blast. I'm excited for for upcoming episodes. But this was this was a yeah. lot of fun. This, yeah, this uh, it, it's it's always fun to think back on what used to be. Mm-hmm. And football was never the way it was in the '90s before mm-hmm. like before the 90s yeah and it will never be the same again i mean yep. largely because of rules and all of that and I, like i i'm all for player safety and everything but it's it was just a different game yep mm-hmm. and it's it 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 was so amazing and so wonderful to watch during that time mm-hmm. so if you ever get a chance as we've said many times go look yep. up Go look up uh, YouTube videos. Yep. It's, Barry it's Sanders, worth your time. Bo Jackson, Several of the Deion 30 Sanders. for 30 documentaries yeah. on a bunch of different teams during that time. Yep. You don't know Bo. Uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills. Four Falls of Four Buffalo, Falls of Buffalo yeah. is tremendous. Yep. Junior Seau. Uh, the Junior Seau one's really good. The one about Dion making. Yeah, Dion's double play. Dion's double play that basically had to decide whether he wanted to play. Uh, yeah. Try. He tried to play. Two different games. Yeah, exactly. One Go. one for the MLB and one for the NFL, yeah. and, and it was very yeah important that he be at, at both. <laughs> yeah, so, but exactly. Anyway, exactly. all that to say, uh, check out check out some stuff uh, on on '90s football on YouTube if you get a chance. It's it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you all will be hearing Jeremy again uh, during our five weeks of fright. We're gonna have him on for a, an upcoming episode again. We're gonna keep you in the dark about all that, but make Can't sure wait. you check that out. And as we always say here on the Radcast, be good to yourself, be good to each other, because why would you want to be rude when you could be rad? We'll see you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.